everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, working it, working it, getting it done, trying it again for our second time. Mitch, here we are, brother. We survived the first one. I'm just happy we're here for another one. We must have su- – either we sucked so bad they wanted to laugh at us to do it again, or it was halfway decent. And they were like, oh, we'll give it a try opportunity to see if it's pro- if they can prove their worth. We got, we got, I we just got think people have heavy shoes here. Some heavy shoes. Expectations to fill. You're darn right we, we do. do it. This podcast might go away. It might serve everybody a purpose. I don't know. We'll see. What we got today? Well, hold on. Keep in mind, we've got a lot of stuff. We might even have a little bit of delay. Remember, if you remember, everybody, we're dealing with technology because this is not something that normal everybody people do. Just a bunch of idiots like me and Jason and or me and Mitch. I'm Jason. He's Mitch. And, you know, just us audience out here. Uh, but no, appreciate it. Work with us. Keep in mind, we want your chats. We're going to bring your chats. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, and we want to be able to, if you have some great stuff to say, we want you to be able to bring it on to um, the actual podcast or our actual this is a live podcast so i've just got to get used to that i'm so used mitch that when we're doing this that we're always usually recording and there's no one else uh, uh really listening until later in the day but today we have got ben's that's what i call him gene he's going to be coming here talking about a new project he's not going to talk about the project he reached out to me he said jason i don't want to talk about the project yet he's like well let's talk about some other things and you know how we do it here on ai live podcast um he's going to be coming in for from 105 to 150 15, 10 minutes, then he's back out. Then we're going to be bringing in Margo Giles. How happy are you about that, Mile, or Mitch? First off, I wish I was as smart as Miles Merwin. Second of all, I'm extremely, extremely <laughs> excited. Miles, that was a shout out to you. I just think you're the coolest, <laughs> most smart individual I've ever talked to. Um, anyway, Margo it is it's one of the second most I've ever met. Um, talk about a, uh, a female in charge and has has purpose and has a vision that she's trying to build out in this industry. Can't wait to have her on. So you can one hear about what she's got going on, but two, her personality is phenomenal. So I can't wait. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, I mean, she's going to be coming on from about one fifteen to one thirty. Um, and keep in mind, last time we had this, we had some people that actually weren't able to come because they didn't have the right link. So if some of these people just don't show up, um, just we're just going to roll with it. Huh? And that's what makes it fun. But I'm willing to bet they are. We tried to learn from what we did last time, Mitch, didn't we? We tried graphics there a second ago. So we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to work on it. But that's the, that's the fun part about it. We're Making working it on it. Moving out the process. Smoothing out the process. Who we got us on? Do we have tech time today? Who's on tech time? We do at 130 to 135. We have CJ Hudson Pillar. Now, this is the thing. He's coming in for five minutes. He's going to tell us about a really, really cool tool that they're using, and then he's going to be back out. So from 130 to 135, uh, you're going to want to be here for tech time. We're going to try to do that every show about that time so that we can come in with a new piece of technology that you're probably very unfamiliar with out there. And then um, to close it up, well, first of all, we're going to also talk about the thought of the day. We're going to need your help on that. So after CJ leaves at 135, from 135 to 140, um, now keep in mind, you can subtract. I'm in Eastern time, so that's the reason I'm doing it in these times. So figure in as you are across America. But we're going to discuss the podcast thought of the day, and we need your help on that, right? Of all the conversations we have. What's the thought around it? What's your thought? What's your ideas? And then we're going to roll in with Michael Labor, who's going to be joining us, the uh, founder of Insurance Gig. And there was recently, thank you, Heath. There was recently a merger that is happening between them and Now Certs. And he's going to come on for the last 15 minutes from 140 to 155 before Mitch and I close up and kind of talk about that. And one other thing that we heard back from our loyal listeners who are listening to the recording is that you'd want us to read out the comments. So make sure that we do that. If you're listening and you see a comment and you read it out because you're watching and we don't, yell at us and tell us to do that. Make us better. This is going to be awesome. So, yeah. Mitch, anything you've got to say? Anything anything you're saying? No, I I, I asked and talk about a little, how about a little save the date action coming up very, very Mm -hmm. soon. Is going to be mm-hmm. the one, the only second annual uh-huh. Indie Tech Showcase Experience 2024 back in the heartland of Indianapolis. I'm excited about that. That's September 24th through the 26th. Um, we can briefly talk about this now, Jason, if you'd like. I mean, anybody that that is is considering or wanting to 
um, potentially be a speaker. If you got an idea or you say, hey, I think this this we're doing something really cool in our agency using these pieces of technology. I think it'd be great to to come express and share that and teach a you know a demo or teach a path at at the AnyTech Showcase this upcoming you know 2024 September of 2024. Um, you can do so. You'll be able to do that by going to aiindytech.com backslash got a forward slash. I don't even know forward slash uh, speakers twenty four aiindytech forward slash speakers twenty four. And I'll try that. I think I can even share this here as well. Look at that technology is working. Hopefully, want to be a speaker? There's going to be a something should pop up here in a second. Says sharing the tab, but I don't think it's sharing. Look, there it is. Yeah, it's it's there doing a weird are. thing. There you go. It's right there. There we Want are. Be a speaker, head to the website, fill that out. Um, in about 500 words or less, explain to us what you would like to speak about. Um, what would you like to share, and why? How you think it'll benefit the independent agent channel? And Jason or I will reach out and we'll we'll have a discussion. So uh, that is that. If you're interested, let us know. Yep. And it's happening on September 24th through the 26th um, yep. in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, we're going back there because we had things going so good. But let's hop on real quick. I appreciate you bringing that up. There's our man right there, Vince G. He's in the bus. He's in the there bus. There he is. He's in it. He's in it. He's in it. Yeah. Can, can you hear us, man? Yeah, I can. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. All right, so this is the one and only. What do we call this thing? Where are we at right now, Ben? Man, we inside the the mobile office. No, it's a actually okay. it's a it's an office. <laughs> and it just drives around. I mean, tell us a little bit about it. You can you show us a little bit of the inside for a minute? I could do that. I could do that. So I have um. So this is. Oh, let me see. I'm gonna take my phone. Hold on a second. Wow, I like that. I see that you got the screen up there. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me put this down. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know you weren't expecting to do this. So, oh yeah. So this is the inside of it. Okay. So this is the TV that we have a a table where we put the laptop, okay. the the coffee, the coffee, the um the printer and everything. And here, this is my lighting uh, I brought in there. Okay. All this is the couch. Like we have two couch, uh, and we have a, a a small table in there, a small table. Basically, I didn't came up. I didn't came up with the idea. My wife actually, she was the one that came up with the with the idea of having the mobile office. It was a crazy idea. Uh, it's never done before in our industry, and we just wanna. We're not selling insurance. We are, we we are selling experience. So it's an experience for there you business, go. Uh, it's for experience for business owner taking them from their their conference room to the mobile office, a safe place where we could we could talk, uh, we could talk, we could do the transaction in here, uh, and also too, uh, I shoot my podcast because you know I have a podcast. I shoot my podcast right. in here, so it's. It's a win-win situation for the for for both sides, but we are. It's an experience, man. It's an experience um, that we want we want the business owner to have. Uh, we're not driving to people's houses. Uh, we mainly going to um, to business owner uh, who fit or, or his who's on our niche. Um, and if they fall away, if they're like an hour, two hour away, they can't come to us. We're just gonna. We're just gonna have we're gonna have them having the experience, a different experience. Right. And I mean, I guarantee you no person ever has ever got into a vehicle and discussed insurance coverages and whatever. So you're providing an experience no one's ever had before. So that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what we're doing, man. How's a gallon of thing get? It's diesel. Oh, it's diesel. It's diesel. So <laughs> about 10 9 12 i mean I, on top of my i just put gas on it this morning but i didn't i didn't even look at that to be honest <laughs> i didn't even look at that so do you guys have a office or is this just your only <laughs> office no we have a we have a brick and mortar we have a brick that's and what mortar. i thought that's what i thought mm -hmm. yeah we have a brick and mortar um 
And it's actually it, it's parked at my um because we in the office parking lot, so it's parked outside. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you because a lot of people. So this is the outside of it. Nice. So this is one side. Wow, love it. So if I was like, hey, I've let's just say I owned a business and I was like, hey, we want to do what life insurance is a big thing for people, right? What if I want to do a big group life insurance policy, uh, individual life insurance setup, office right to that business and set out illustrations right out the door, couldn't we? We we could we could do we could do that. It depends. Um, and we could do that, <laughs> but um, that's not all. Like. Our main That's focus, not yeah, it's not, it's not our, I mean, it's, it's not our thing. It's not where we focus more, like but that. we do, we also do workshop. Uh, my wife just did a workshop in Virginia for seven business owners. So seven business owner was, was, it was in here and she did a workshop for them. No, I love that. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. So, and then I, and then I imagine you can use it on the weekends for charity events. I know you guys like yep. giving it back to the community. You do barbecues, you do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We, we use it like last time in August, we had what almost 500 book bags in here where we was giving out to the community uh, inside of mobile office. So we pack everything inside of mobile office. So we use it for, for our community even also too. Kudos to you guys, man. Yeah, and Kuda, I agree. And Ben, let me ask you this. Uh, we, we understand that you're always trying to give back. You're trying to provide an experience. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of business owners that may want to want to know this question. And being truthful, have, did you see an uptick in business? Have you seen an uptick in your brand by utilizing this mobile office? Yes, big time. Big time, man. Big sweet, time. Sweet. Yeah, this helped a lot. It's a billboard brand. Like it's a, it's a billboard, man. Like it, when we lunch it, we lunch it in April. I could tell you, <laughs> we got a lot of attraction, a lot of business from from just having this. No, so it's been wow, and I could say that it's been a blessing. It's been in the work for almost two years, two years. But when we lunch it, um, it's it's been we could see there's a change in our business. No. Well, and do wow. you know what else you're doing? And one of my favorite things to say is make a difference. You can make a difference. You, 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 you've realized the opportunities you've been given, you're blessed and you're giving it back, right? You're, you're not, you're utilizing it for bigger things than just, you know, your pockets, right? Ben's, you know, so that giving That's it right. back to the community and showing that true care is obviously, you know, in my opinion, and, and I, I, I commend you for that and hope you continue, you guys continue doing that. Um, Cause it's, it's popping a lot of attention and eyes in our community and the agency, uh, or independent agency channel. I'm seeing you everywhere. So kudos. <laughs> and before we get off here and we go over with Margo, I want to, I want to say, Ben's. I know you told me you can't talk about it, but we can say that you're working on a project. You know project. what I mean? We can, yeah. we can say that, you know, but <laughs> so. We're working on something for 2024, man. It's going to be, it's exciting. It's never done before. I mean, it's going to be, it's mm -hmm. going to be, it's gonna be nice, man. It's gonna be nice. Uh, people that's in our industry, people that's outside of our industry, gonna gonna love this, man. This project. I can't give too much information. It's just that it's no. never it's never done before, and um, we'll, we'll see, man. When when we get it done, I'll be I'm gonna come in the podcast again and and just just lay everything out, man. We will. We will. I know what he has planned and it's pretty, pretty damn cool. And you are right. It's never been done before. I, it took me a minute to kind of wrap my head around exactly what it is, but it's awesome and great. Ben's appreciate you in that mobile office. Keep providing that experience out there, man. You're making us independent insurance agents look good, dude. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Hey, appreciate you both, man. Thank you. See you, man. Wow. What a, what, man, what a, what a dude, man. What a dude. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I love people that are just changing and looking at things differently. And lo and behold, the <laughs> one and own Margo. Tell me about somebody who looks at business in our industry differently, right? Boom, boom, boom. Good to have you, Margo. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that with the once or twice we've talked on the phone, I think we got in trouble by our staff because we were on the phone for like an hour or two. I can't Way remember, but it was long. And it was like just a big old geek fest, right? <laughs> and so that's why I wanted to bring this on here. So, uh, Margo, how are you doing? Really well, honestly. Um, you know, 
I knew that when we started Iris, which is um, our second company, right? Because first and foremost, I'm an insurance agency owner, uh, but went out on my own and and basically created a brand new AMS. Like I knew it was going to be controversial a little bit. I knew it was going to be an uphill battle, right? Like this is too, we got, we got some legacy players here. That's going to be really difficult to usurp. Uh, but I don't know if I expected just how passionate I was, I'll say passionate that everybody is about this topic of insurance agency management systems, which is insane, but it's very true. It is. It is. It is, girl. You know it. I mean, it's it's something that I don't think we'll ever be 100% satisfied because no, everybody's no. different and everybody uses their own. But Margo, this is a ginormous task. And so, it, and so what in the hell made you finally say, I'm going to create my own and what you've done? I mean, and then tell us about where you are now, because I think you went out and you've got some investors. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, and we're, you know, going to have a, have another round going right now. It's getting ready to close that we're going to announce. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was, um, I don't want to say it was born of just like anger, because that sounds bad. But what it, what it was for me was, I felt like... <laughs> I, frustration. My, it was frustrated. I, I felt like our business, like my data what in insurance, like we don't have commodity, like we don't sell t-shirts or warehouse, you know, pharmaceuticals. Like we sell basically relationships. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. how I feel about insurance. And so much of that was wrapped up in my data. Like that was our, you know, who did we sell something to? How much did it cost? What did we sell them? You know, like that, that is my business. And when we couldn't access our data, I think that was for me the the biggest um, reason what that mo and motivation was this whole idea that we were putting a bunch of data into a system we we couldn't get it out. So for me, that was the mm -hmm. catalyst. How how do I how can I convince my agents and my CSRs and everybody in in the in, uh, organization to put data into something that they weren't either one being going to be able to get out to use anywhere else or two didn't give them a reason to. And I feel like. I ran into this with my uh, sales reps more so than the CSRs, which was this fight of them not wanting to put data into our platform. And therefore, you know, we as management not being able to see what we needed to see about our book. Mm -hmm. And so their biggest gripe to me was, well, why would I put this? It's basically just a task register for them, right? Like they check it off. They put as, as little information into the system as they can without getting fired. And it, it's it's not helpful to them. Um, and so that feedback, I took it really serious about like this idea that your business is your data and one, nobody wants to do their job and put the data in because there's no, there's no reason for them to, they're not getting any benefit from it. And then two, once they do put it in, how do we, what do we do with it? We, it's black box. So for us, it was, um, it was all about, which I love to call it, data is the new oil, right? Like this is, this is your mm -hmm. company, this is your business. Um, and you should own that. That's that's yours. And so for us, that was the catalyst, I think. When, so when, then obviously yours has been built on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Free, Sorry free, you own your own data kind of, we, it was very, um, it was funny because we met with the lawyers and we were building like the MSAs and they do like a standard MSA and it's like, you know, anybody that uses your, your system and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And we redlined it and I was like, I want them to own their data. And they looked at me like I was insane. And they're like, well, how are we going to do that? I was like, I don't know, but let's figure out a way legally where they can put data into our system we can still perform the functions of the system but we don't own their data and we don't resell it to anyone um and mm -hmm. so it was it was definitely one of those moments i was like maybe we are doing something that no one's done before <laughs> you should check you out are that. you are <laughs> you know what i find fun i find cool about it and i know i saw it like early stages and i didn't i haven't really haven't seen it since to be yeah. honest with you um was the how easy it was and, and, and simple that we always get told your, you know, your growth is in this current book of business that you have. And people are so bad about utilizing that data and what yeah. you guys have done with that, being able to visualize in an agency or as a producer standpoint inside the agency and visualize my opportunities that are within without having to mm -hmm. dive in and try to find where those opportunities Well, because are that's how we grew Ooh. our agency. Like our agency wasn't grown in an a in the AMS. Like the agency was grown yeah. by people that made relationships, and we were you know PNC commercial. So for some context for listeners, um, you know we grew it by going to like referral sources and just being really good at that relationship, and then getting more and more and more. And sort of I like to think about it as growing from the inside out, 
we didn't do a lot of paid advertisements or lead list purchasing or like marketing, you know, to that extent, but we grew multi-million dollar business from just being really good at relationships. And I felt like that was one of the things that we missed, um, within even a C, even our standard CRMs, I've used a ton of them. I still am missing that piece, Mitch, that you're talking about, which is like, tell me who my center of influence is just yeah. because they have a small homeowner's policy with me. They might've referred me a hundred million dollars in premium. Like, but it's, and we were missing that piece of understanding who was critical. Let right. alone telling them thank you, right? Right, or sitting over. Thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah. And see, here's the thing that, that, like, listening to this today, loyal listeners, you hear this and you think, yeah, so what? I could do this and that with my data. It's gonna get so competitive, right? Because people are gonna niche out so good and be so good at what they are. You're that's the only that will be your your edge in business is knowing those little things that help you figure out who gave you a bunch of, or what's like you said, the whole center's influence. What are right. Or your your centers of influence, and what is the sales process from the beginning to the end? Can I see that you know universally and use that data? One of the things that you said here, I thought this was great. I don't want to go on too long because we don't have a long time. But <laughs> I remember Seth Seth Zaremba said something. He mm -hmm. says, Jason, what people don't understand. He picked up a pencil, and he said, data is like this pencil. He said, if I give you this pencil and you use it to write down, he said, then give me back the pencil. Right. And then I give this pencil over to this guy and maybe he needs it to scratch his neck. And when he's done, give me back the pencil. Right. That's how data is. You right. use it for the function. It's exactly what you said. Per perform the function that we need with the data. And then that's what you said that you wanted to your people. Yeah. Allow them to put it in there so we can perform the function. But it's theirs. Right. It's the right. pencil. It's yeah. theirs. They should have it back if they want to have it back. Absolutely. That made a lot of sense to me when Seth said that, you know, and I think that that's the path you're following. Well, I think people, I mean, we talk a lot about like data, like, and I like, if you've watched me at all on LinkedIn, like that's all I talk about, but it, and Seth is another huge proponent of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think if, if you take a step back and think, okay, we have carriers, right? We have reinsurers and these companies are massive and they have massive amounts of data. Okay. I mean like huge amounts mm -hmm. of inconceivable amounts of data. Now, whether or not it's good or not, we can debate about that, but they, they have <laughs> access to it. <laughs> agents, we're their entire sales organization of another company. If you think about what we would have access to, one, if we were able to sort of pool our data, but just in general, understanding that if an agency of any size has 14 carriers and I am collecting the data on how fast they're responding to submissions, how good they are at claims, how like all of the things, right? Like I am actually the I am the one now holding all of the keys because I'm not just getting data on my one company. I'm able to aggregate data across all these companies. And I think agents don't realize how insanely valuable that is to them as businesses. I mean, think about how, what, you know, Hartford or somebody or travelers would pay to Google for that kind of data. And then you've got agents here that are just collecting it constantly and then they're not able to utilize it for anything, which is bizarre. So that was a, a mm -hmm. big for us. Margo, you just said something that just rocked my mind. Seriously, <laughs> okay. loyal listeners. I, I'm serious. I don't know if you heard what she said. And, okay, maybe this is what you said, but this is what I heard. Um, <laughs> so like if, a, if, if an organization has a huge amount of data, right? And let's say they have in their own sales team. Right. They utilize that data with their sales team to help optimize them. Correct. Yeah. But yet with insurance companies, we are their sales team. We are the sales team. We are the sales yes. team, but they're not allowing us to necessarily utilize and function the data that they have like they would if we were all travelers right. reps, right? right. Yep. I'd never have thought about that. Like you're giving it if we were internally, but you're not now, but we're still the same people. We're just not your W2 or 1099 soul, right? employee. Right. We're just not their soul. But if you think about it, when we went back and like really thought about how insurance should work and how it works now, where we actually are limited by tech, think about that. Like what other structure has a distribution structure like insurance? It's it's very unique, right? In terms of how we actually distribute insurance and how it works in the in the US market in particular. And the technology still doesn't reflect that because mm -hmm. we are separate entities, but we're not really separate entities. We're really an extension. No. 
we're an extension of their of their team. I have never thought about that. I have never thought about it in that terms. Man, I'm getting ready to get on a high horse on that son of a I'm telling you what. I mean, well, it doesn't it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. If you want me to sell your product, give me the data you have, mm -hmm. right? And I know that I've been always trying to give them to get me their data, but I never really had like what is their motivation? Well, they have all the motivation in the world. Because right. it will so, only help. Let me ask you this question. So would that answer would that answer the question of for me, Sarah, <laughs> what's the best present that Santa could bring into our industry this Christmas? Yes. Third-party data in, in, into your AMS, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, it's right something – no, and it is. No, it is. It's something we've all been asking for for a long time. And I think that um, – here's the deal. Um, I believe companies like Gaia – um, with with uh, artificial intelligence, they're going to eliminate a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, if there was a way that I can actually, other than just scraping the data, right? Yeah. A way you that can I can still do it when you do. Yeah. yeah, and you can do. But to get it into a large an LLM and make sense of it and be able to do it, you're not going to. It's not going to be very long before we're going to be like, but we need that data. It's going to be like, no, we already have that that so data. Imagine. What we, we just demoed at ITC was, which is Insure Tech Connect, which is the big Insure Tech. Um, conference mm -hmm. was the ability for Iris, which is a generative AI, it's an LLM that we have, to look at anonymized data cross tenant, meaning like if we have 5,000 agencies on Iris and we're constantly training that LLM across all segments of the US, even maybe different markets, like inherently that LLM becomes the most powerful insurance AI. And it's not Absolutely. something we have to build separate. It, it's not something like it's it's embedded in the operating system, which is where the data is, which is where it should be, right? right. And then imagine mm -hmm. not being able, like just waking up and, and being able to ask, you know, your AI assistant, anything about your book, anything. Um, where, where are we going to sell the most policies in the next five years? I mean, that's right. a question that an AI can answer if the data is available to be trained on it. And that is the kind of stuff where you're like, that's where you get into sci-fi, right? Like we're like, mm -hmm. oh, AI is going to change the world. It, it it really is. But when you yes. have something like that that can be aggregated across many agencies' data, right? Like that is crazy powerful. I agree. I yeah. agree emphatically. I agree emphatically, Margo. I really truly do. AI is it's like it's one of those things that we know is powerful, but in 20 years we're gonna go, mother, holy God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it has to do with the way I use superhuman um for my yep. emails, but regardless, it all has AI built into it now and it summarizes my emails and writes my emails. I showed Mitch the other day, I had this long chain of emails and I said, I don't even know what it is, right? But I just went to the next one and I said, uh, reply. And then I said, and then I typed reply, enter. And the AI wrote out the email. And then Mitch and I went and read through the emails. We're like, holy shit, that's it even it even on. based off of his calendar. Oh, that's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy for the next two, three hours. I'm sh I shit you not, I'm mind blown because <laughs> I couldn't even sleep last it's night. Unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Imagine that on it. I'm like, you're that it's reading my calendar, reading all these emails and saying, okay, I'm busy for the next four hours and replying. Let me check back with you when I hear a decision on this, which would be about four hours from now. I was like, what the? Wow. It was pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. That is really cool. wild. Super cool. Super cool. You so imagine if you were a, sm a smaller agency or you're an agency like mid-size that's doing a lot of merger and acquisition, right? And you're like, you're trying to aggregate your books, which is not uncommon mm -hmm. right now. It's a, it's a big process that's happening. And imagine that you're down the street, like you have this little AI, right? Or you have this additional sort of army, if you will, of, of bots. Um, and yeah. then you could kind of point that in any direction. So now you're maybe an agency of 25 people, but you're competing directly against your marshes mm -hmm. and your AI because you have this tool and you can utilize it in a much more agile way, by the way. Margo, it is 1.30. Yep. We must stay to our time. I greatly appreciate <laughs> you and everything. And you were, thank you for helping us work on Indie Tech like you oh, are. Yeah. She's working on getting some uh, big time speakers for us. Margo, thank you very much for everything thank you, you do for the industry. Yes, thank Talk you. Soon. Thank you. Have thank you. Way. Wow. Wow. What a fantastic uh, morning. If, if she gets tired.
you know? Yeah. And I don't know. And, 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 and these sessions are so good with so many great people. I'm just going to have to shut up. Let's get right on to the next one. Here we go with tech time. We got CJ Hudson pillar. This is our man right here. CJ, we don't get you not very long. I told him what this is all about. Everybody knows that right now you're leading our industry in AI. Tell us what you want to tell us. You got five minutes for tech time. Oh man. So, uh, you know, I always like to, to go with like, uh, actual, uh, use cases and things that, that you can use, um, AI for in your agency today. <clears throat> I'm also cheap. So I like to talk about the free things or the very things, you know? Uh, so I think, I think somewhere that a lot of agencies are, have a tool in front of them that they can use AI for that they're not, uh, necessarily utilizing yet is, uh, the custom GPTs that open AI just right, rolled out. Uh, Jason, have you played with those uh, yet? I, I have. I have actually played with them. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Okay, cool. So essentially... Uh, you know, what the custom GPTs allow you to do uh, is to use ChatGPT, but upload your own uh, data to it uh, that it's going to reference while it's having its its uh, conversation with you. And so what we did in our agency, and I think this is something that that a lot of agents, especially with the market doing uh, what it's doing now, is we took all of our underwriting guidelines and uploaded all of them with all of our carriers to our custom GPT and essentially made a personal lines underwriter. And so rather than us having to figure out, okay, which carriers have markets for these things now on the personal line side, uh, we could just ask our chat GPT and it will reference all the documents. Uh, we gave it the documents and the carriers and the policy forms. Um, and we could ask it questions against the policy forms or the underwriting docs to get answers to our questions instantly without having to spend 45 minutes on hold waiting for an underwriter uh, or uh, doing anything along those lines. Now, this is the one here, CJ, that we've tried to create. I don't need any – I don't want to really talk about it much right here because I want to stay focused on you. We tried to create one for Tia. I actually have to go on the other side, onto the developer side, to actually, I think, create the thing that you're talking about. Yeah, we got to all those underwriting stuff. Yeah, no, I got to do all that. But this is amazing, right? This is the, this is the thing, CJ, that everybody's always said, like – Hey, who writes Rottweilers, right? That's the thing we always scream down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, uh, you know, and, and now it's right here, you know? I mean, that's so fantastic. And yeah. so you're utilizing, are you guys using that in your office right now? Yeah, absolutely. The only the only downside to it, I think, at, the, at this point, and I, I think this is something that's uh, got to evolve, is you do have to have, you know, the ChatGPT Plus account uh, in order to access it. Um, but I, it's my understanding that, you know, they're working on building out a marketplace to where essentially you can make these almost customer facing. The other cool thing with GPTs is they have the ability to run code in the background. Um, so you can actually have it access different things like you could. I mean, theoretically, uh, you could have build a client facing life insurance agent that could reference all of your life insurance documentation and quote against an API all within that one experience within those customers. Wow. I see exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah. So, Holy cow. That's, that's amazing. And, and what are a few other things that you have your, uh, not that specifically, but you're using ChatGPT OpenAI to do some other service tasks? Yeah. So, so we do, we do a lot with it. Um, you know, I, I try to uh, switch it up. I talk about AI a lot. Uh, I, you know, I think the biggest, you know, I always go to the, what are the biggest things that are impacting the agency? Uh, still mm -hmm. massive uh, having AI or listen to our phone calls. And generate summaries that go into into the notes within our systems. Uh, that's a huge one uh, from an E perspective, from client experience perspective. Every, everything there. Uh, you know, we also use it for reconciling our accounting. Um, you know, doing com producer commissions um, down to um, you know there. Are, you can actually upload data to it. At, ask it questions against data. I think Margot, who was who was on here before me, uh, was kind of referencing that. You know, there are a lot of AMS mm -hmm. starting to kind of build that into it as well. So a lot of things like that. 
Fantastic. Last, CJ, because I know people always want to know this stuff. They think, oh, he's all Mr. Computer Tech guy. He probably has a tech stack that I don't know about. Tell him your tech stack. What's your AMS? Uh, AMS, QQ Catalyst. We got Agency Zoom as our CRM. Uh, we use Donna as our analytics uh, program, which, by the way, if you have Donna, uh, you got to ask them to turn on the Ask Donna uh, beta feature, which is uh, essentially allows you to have access to your data uh, in a chat GPT style format. Super, super cool. Wow. Um, I can see that. Wow. My, my tech stack's pretty, pretty lengthy, but those are like our core products. It's your core. Well, that's what I want people to see because when they think of this, they don't, they think that you're on a Salesforce or something. They don't realize you're on a QQ, right? They don't understand. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm not saying that chat GPT and open AI work with all that, but sometimes we think it's bigger than what it is, uh, CJ. So yeah. I appreciate you making that very simple uh, for us there. And then CJ, if they, if uh, there's, a, don't you have like an AI little class out that people can learn more about AI? Yeah, it's called agentaitraining.com. And they can go on there. We've got a, a roughly 30 pre-built things that you can use AI for in your agency. And it's not all one system. So it's kind of agnostic to if you're captive or independent or if you're you know just selling health insurance, whatever. Uh, it can okay. uh, it can work for all those. Hey CJ, is this is that is this the uh, is this the URL down there? If not, someone's got some free advertising. That's the one. Thank there you, sir. <laughs> Hey, CJ, appreciate you very much. Thanks for your five minutes, brother. Yeah, man. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, CJ. Fantastic. CJ, I appreciate you. Oh, well, I just got on so this So when we think of the thought, this thing is slick. Have you been on this training thing? Yeah. Oh, this thing's nailed. I have, actually. It was a while back, but I was on it. Yeah. So it this was- This is uh, sweet. It was- Great uh, branding. Great branding. Yeah. Kudos for CJ Hudson. Like, I mean, just, God, I went, you know, it's Zig Ziglar said- that if you take a frog and you put it in boiling water, it will jump right out. But if you took a frog and you put it in lukewarm water and you slowly turn up the heat, it will cook itself to death. Now, that's how I feel right now. I think if we can logistically take ours or, or logically, literally is the word I'm looking for. If we could literally take ourselves out of 20, 2005, and drop us in 2023, I mean, that would be the only way we would live because we would jump out. But if we really <laughs> want to be just like every other agency in this industry and sit there and not realize that the, it, that the heat is being uh, turned up for the next two minutes, the thought of the podcast to me is shit's changing and it's changing so fast, it's transforming. And I yep. think that that's a point. What do you think about that, Mitch? That's so it's kind of funny earlier, earlier today, actually this morning around 11 o'clock, I was on a, a webinar that I hosted with more mortgage and real estate brokers. And I was talking about just kind of market updates and kind of where the trends are going. And, and, and I told them at the end, after I gave them my dog and pony show that, Hey, here's what sets me apart from competition. Right. And it's the fact of using technology to embed myself inside of your guys's process, make it simple for mm -hmm. you guys. So the quicker you get that done and that certificate or that evidence of insurance and that invoice the processor's desk and you guys are ready to close maybe even three four five six two day two weeks earlier than what you plan to close that's the reason why i do what i do and you guys and i was referring to the mortgage and real estate people that you need to learn to pivot as well pivots the word i think that's my word for the year i mean that you like that word you you I like do. that word you've been using because that around the office because it's a because it's not a 360 change and i think that's what people get this discouraged by is like oh tech run no it needs to be tech ears perk up just listen and see if it could benefit if so okay. try it have a conversation but you got to pivot so you are 100 correct well said. Uh, that, that if you're not pivoting you're going to get smushed you will you yeah, will it's only a matter really of time truly are. what's next for us Cass? Yeah. let's rock and roll we got this man name uh well we got one minute until we bring you on but we got this guy named michael labor okay now i'm gonna beat him up when he gets on so I won't do it right now. And when I say that, loyal listeners, I'm not beating anybody <laughs> up. I actually kind of like this guy. But I but I tell you what, when I met him the first time, and he's probably listening to this right now. So, I mean, I'm not – I met him the first time. I said, bro, how does someone like me – and I'm not saying I'm big and bad, right? N neither is Mitch saying that. But, like, we're kind of in the industry, right? We kind of know what's going on. 
And like, if someone came up to me and said, Cass, I'm gonna give you a million dollars. You told me what insurance gig did up until about a week or two ago, I had no clue. I mean, I missed out on a million dollars. Really. I'd have been pissed at this guy. If someone would have offered me a million dollars and then I didn't know, I would have went and found this guy and said, bro, why in the hell do I not know who you are? Bring him on here, Mitch. Let's bring in the one and only Mr. Michael Labor. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you out there, Michael. First off, thanks. I uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I spent my career as the chief marketing officer of a carrier, and uh, it took Jason to humble me that maybe I'm not such a good marketer. Uh, so there's always something to learn. There's always ways to improve. But uh, any help that you're doing oh, to spread the gospel is uh, genuinely appreciated. Well, and you know what? What the loyal listeners will find out here as we keep talking, Michael, is I'm only doing it because once I found out what the hell you've done in the world, in our industry, I'm thinking, why in the world do I not know about this? So we're going to get on to the to the uh, the merger. I want to get in and talk about that. But Michael, let's let America know who the hell you are, right? I mean, tell us about what you do. Give us actually take two or three minutes and tell us what you do and tell us the things you've built because loyal listeners, listen, I guarantee you don't know this shit. Go ahead, Michael, tell them about who you are. So again, Jay, thank you. And to the audience, I really appreciate the opportunity. So to understand kind of what we are, you know, if you put on like the venture capitalist hat, right? Every time you talk to a VC, the conversation is always framed around, well, what's the problem statement, right? What problem are you solving in the industry? And if we get into insurance and we all know that you know, every event we go to, everybody likes to kind of you know, crap on the insurance industry and say that we're slow and we're not uh, quick to adapt technology. Mm -hmm. And you know, there are certain things that are true, but if you kind of look at it on a case by case basis, and I'm sure even just the audience listening, there are certain people that are incredibly technologically sophisticated and advanced. And there are some that are not. But when you think about mm -hmm. the industry as a whole, and I typically don't like to generalize, but I think there are a couple of truths that seem to be evident. And insurance gig was really solved as a solution. And Jason, part of like, I know we're joking around, but part of like, people don't understand what insurance gig is. The example that I like to give is if you go back to like, remember when you had your original Nokia phone, you know, the one that you could play snake on it. And if I were to come to you and say, Jason, in 18 months, this is going to be your phone. It's not going to be Nokia. And it's going to be this device that connects to the interweb. And you're going to have access to the entire wealth of the world's information. And you're going to have this app store where you could download and in-app purchases. You would look at me like I'm from Mars. You would have zero clue what right. I'm talking about. But now my grandmother could go download an app and use it in, you know, in the app store. And it's kind of intuitive. And second nature and basically that's the challenge that insurance gig has had to date so when i talk about the problem statements and to all the people that are listening whether you could chat us or you know react and respond to jason after if you think about your daily workflow right think about the ams if you go to ask any agency and say well what's your core system they'll say oh it's my ams and then we'll you know we would ask them but do you also have an accounting suite Many do. Do you have a separate CRM? Many do. Uh, do you have a separate billing module and payment system? Many do. And when you think about it, the average agency has a minimum of three to four separate core systems that are integral to the day-to-day, -day, but those systems were not designed to talk to each other. So the onus mm -hmm. falls on the agent to have to create these custom manual processes and workflows on how to do an export and upload the CSV and create a task. And that's incredibly inefficient. So the first thing that we've done is that we built this kind of connection layer where we're able to normalize data in and out uh, from all these different partners to allow you to connect the different companies that uh, don't talk to each other. Jason, can I? So, Michael, Mike, Michael, let me explain that to them real quick, because because you're talking like you talk, and they got to talk like an agent. <laughs> okay, so hey, we got a we got a bunch of we got a bunch of programs, and they don't allow us to get our data out or move our data around. He has actually created an app store that's created 
quote unquote, for us dumb people, programs that actually make these things work together. So where you may say, man, I have this product and this product, but they don't talk to each other. There's a good chance Michael has actually made an app store that makes them talk to each other. That's what he's saying. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, oh, Jay, thanks for bringing that up. So think of it this way. Here's an example uh, that everybody seems to like, and you guys will humor me for a minute. But if everybody tries to think about the United Nations, right? got 80 people sitting in the same room. No two people speak the same language, but they communicate in real time. And the thing that powers that is the fact that every conversation is translated from the source language to English and then from English to the destination language. They don't have 80 to the 79th power of language services, right? There's no Cambodian to Sengalese translator on staff. It's Cambodian to English, English to the destination language. And if you think about this United Nations of insurance, you go to a show, you think about any mastermind vendor, and you as an agent want to integrate with them, you need to do a one-to-one -one integration because you might call it in your database gross written premium, but the partner might call it GWP. Now we're talking mm -hmm. about the exact same thing, but because our data headers are different, integrations become this really burdensome exercise. So what we've done is when you come to us, either as an agent or come to us as a vendor, I map your headers to my standard. So if you're an agent and you come to me and we're working with your AMS already, we could connect you with the dozens upon dozens of companies we've already integrated with. And basically what we've done is we've made big boy tech available to the average independent agent. Most tech, uh, if you go out and call these vendors of all the ones that we have listed on our site, you know, they want to charge a lot of money and they want a one to two year contract. Uh, and they usually end up only catering to the really large, you know, the Browns and Browns of the world. But That's right. independent agent, you guys have been disenfranchised from the best tech and we wanted to make it accessible. And the way we did it is just like the app store, right? You can access Uber. It's really complicated what Uber built, but because it's on the Apple framework, it's become incredibly easy. So we've made all this complicated tech incredibly easy for you, the independent agent, to use through your AMS. We basically, we build and power the app stores for AMSs. So, uh, Jay, I hope, there you go. I, I hope that uh, has become a little bit more clear. It has and it hasn't to a bunch of them. That's okay. And they'll admit it. They don't, they don't totally get it all the time. And that's all right. That's, there's, there's leaders in this world like you for, uh, as an example, that bring us to this stuff. And this is so cool. I mean, loyal listeners, if you didn't hear it, please hear what he said. Whenever the United Nation is translating so everybody can hear it, they translate from the language the person is speaking to English, then English to the other languages. The point of that is, is if everybody just builds to that middle piece, English, it all works. I don't know if we understand how genius that is. Now, I will say, I think if we all as an industry got behind and actually started utilizing, I think we already have something like that. We do have insurance gig, but we also have Ivan's. Ivan's has been something that gets the black eye, but at the end of the day, relationships matter in this industry because you can have all the technology you want, but if you don't have relationships like insurance gig to help you connect those, you're going to be very, very limited in what you can possibly do. Um, now you can see though, Michael, let's talk for what you just told us. It's only makes sense that someone like an AMS now certs would listen to you and say, holy shit. So you're going to fix a lot of the problems that number one now search has with connecting with other things, but also that agents have with connecting with other things. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Is that where this is going with this merger? Yeah. So I've, and I, I want to be very careful here because before we merged, you know, my main business model was catering to and partnering with agency management systems. Uh, and then we went and merged with an agency management system. And, you know, we work incredibly closely with Vertifor. We work very closely with Hawksoft. And the first two phone calls uh, that we, I made post-merger was to call uh, the leadership at both of those AMSs and say, guys, you believe in this vision, but we are now going to be kind of quasi-competitors. Are you okay with that? And everybody was incredibly supportive. 
of the vision of Insurance Gig because we basically took all the things that these AMSs really had no intention of building and said, let us build these workflows and these uh, automations for you. So it really just made sense because now Search, which has like a really great product and is the core AMS, but we have all these little widgets. Maybe it's getting third-party data. Maybe it's premium financing. Maybe it's commercial lines quoting. Canopy Connect, Broker Buddha, the list goes on and on. These are all tools that we know many agencies are using, right? So let's just assume that there are 100 people on the phone right now, uh, on the webinar right now. 15 of them are using Canopy Connect. Uh, or Jay, I'll give you an example. On our last private call, you mentioned attention.tech to me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, amazing right. tool. I reached out to them, got a demo. I said, this is killer. Integrate with us. And now that will be available to every agent using Insurance Gig. He just spilled our beans. No, that's that's fine. No, that's okay. He can still do it. I know, I know. But did you hear him? We need to go get that connection that he has with Insurance Gig. If we can somehow get that in there, I agree. Yeah, hey, there was a there was a, uh, a question down here. It says, "What the, maybe you guys?" Michael, check this question about. out from Michael Trulli. The new now search Insurance Gig still work with all AMSs? The answer is yes. Uh, if they'll have us. Uh, now, interestingly, we use the terminology of delivery mechanism, right? So our tech could be present in the AMS, which is the ideal place to be, because that's where agents don't want to leave the AMS. But we realize that not all AMSs will be able to dedicate engineering and design resources and change their user experience. So we also built this really cool Chrome extension. And Jay, if I could share my screen, uh, I could share it with you and show it to you. But basically, we're agnostic, so as long as we could pull the data out, uh, whether it's from your AMS API or even if it's some type of like scraper or you know RPA, which is not ideal, but we can support it, the answer is yes. We are looking to work with every single AMS. We have some very strong relationships with some of the biggest. Uh, and this tool is meant to empower the independent agents, to level the playing field, to give because if we can build one piece of tech for one agent, chances are 500 agents want that same tech. And if you build it, it's going to have to be built 500 times. Each agent will have to do it. But if we do it, you just have to connect with us once. And if I've got that integration or if I've got that workflow, uh, it's something that's easily available. Hey, let him share his screen, Mitch. Hey, I want to let you know, Michael, we have about three minutes. Okay, this is in and out. So if you want to share your screen, I think it does it allow him to share his screen. Michael, Mitch, can you no? share? Can you see the little share share yeah. arrow up there? I got it. Yep, perfect. It's there you go, buddy. buddy. There it is. Bingo. Michael, you know how to work technology, don't you? Yeah. So if you think for a moment, if you're here, let's say just in your AMS, uh, and you click on this little Chrome extension, we've got all these little widgets wow. that have been requested of us by agents. How do I get, you know, NAICS data uh, from Relativity 6? How do I get the portal data from Canopy Connect? How do I get a premium finance quote? So if you do, and your agency does any premium financing, we've got all the largest banks already connected to it, and we can give you quotes for premium financing without having to leave to go to the bank portal. I know, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. That's what I was saying, Mitch. When this guy was on the phone with me, I'm like, dude, why doesn't people know about you? So yeah, oh. but it makes sense. To be fair to Michael, a loyal listeners, as he said, he has the relationships with the insurance companies. Okay, so that's where he has the relationships. So that's why Jason probably doesn't know. But still, at the end of the day, these insurance companies don't need to know about this shit. We do. We're the ones that are going to use that. Michael, good for you, my friend. That is some good shit. And I'll tell you what, I think uh, now certs um, actually opened their ears and opened up their mind to be able to see the future of to, – to, to, to say that we're not going to have app stores just seems silly, right? Everything's going to an app store. Trello has their power up. Salesforce has their app exchange. Like Apple became a trillion dollar company when they created their app store and said, it is open. There is no possible way. Applied Epic, however big they are, Vertifor, however big they are, can build every bloody thing that every agent needs. And as long as there's this connection layer, we can connect everyone. I'll, I'll leave you with this real example. And this is like a visual. Okay, Michael. Uh, All right. Apple, and I keep coming back to Apple because it's such a relevant example, 
There's an app on Apple called Shortcuts. You have to download it. It's not built into the phone. But you could basically create a workflow to say, hey, phone, check the weather in the morning. If it's raining, I want you to order my Uber. When I hit the geo point of the George Washington Bridge, I want you to hit the Starbucks app and order my coffee. And when Uber ends my ride, I want you to SMS my next appointment and tell them I'm on my way up. You can create these workflows of different companies that have never spoken to each other, but because of the common Apple framework, you can build these custom workflows. Think about every agency that's on an AMS, I need to get Canopy Connect data. Now that I have it, I wanna rate it. Now that I have the rate, I wanna hit the proposal builder. Now I wanna hit the COI. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's the agent has to sit and do these and maybe hire some people from Resource Pro or some CSRs to do a lot Not of Resource Pro, we don't use them. Virtual intelligence. I'm joking, I'm joking <laughs> Michael. No, I'm joking, but yes. No, 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 I, I see what you're saying there. And um, oh gosh, come on, Jason. I, I'm gonna, gonna, what I was gonna say was it's almost like that, that extension becomes almost a valuable asset in helping what the steps are and which where you need to go to get to the end point of a quote or a proposal or a binder. Right. Like I think think being able to see everything in one place that this is where I need to go, this, this and this. I think lots of times I'd have 327 carriers that they write insurance with. Right. Like those people for me, like I, I, I wouldn't be able to, I, I couldn't do that. I, I just I just fought out mm -hmm. couldn't. But it's allowed it, it simple for the producer to say this is your steps and this is what you use to do that. That's, that's, that's all a producer, in my opinion, would want. It's, there are two ways to look at it. For those of you- Michael, 30 seconds, you gotta close it up, 30 seconds. Buddy. For those of you who know what Zapier is, we're kind of the equivalent of if Zapier in the app store had a baby. And we're really just trying to, think of us as your kind of innovation lab that you don't have to pay for upfront. Uh, any agent that wants to integrate with another piece of tech that currently does not integrate, Think of us as the place, because if one agency wants it, chances are many agency wants it, and we will make it available as an app through your AMS. Michael, what was that? And you said you said uh, uh, Zapier, Zapier, and and the uh, app, store. app Store had a baby. Had a baby. I like that. That's right. You know what, Michael? I I now see. I mean, you have so much value in what you're doing, man. Um, and Mitch, being the technology guy for uh, Tia, the Insurance Alliance, via our virtual intelligence agency intelligence. I mean, we now have the access that Mitch. If we have something that needs to work together and you can't get it to do it, we now know where we can go yeah, to say, absolutely. "Hey, Michael, make this shit work together." And I see where you come up with insurance gig. I see you are a good marketer, Michael, because it is. It's in this gig economy, right? This is what it is. It's like, hey, you need me for one-off hire me or we've already got it and i just love it i love the app store um people have no idea the power of the app store michael you talked about it there's a word out there that's called consumerization and no one really have ever heard about the word consumerization until around 08 09 2010 i did some studying on this and what consumerization says that it says up to about the year around 2000 or right around the app stores Things that were created for us in life were created at the government, then usually was used by business, and then was usually used then by the consumer. Think of the fax machine, think of GPS, think of computers, right? But when the app store was created, that reversed the roles. Now, a kid that was in the basement of his mom's home could create something on the app store and sell it that would actually businesses would start using and eventually governments would start using. You see how that went backwards? That's the power of what the app store did. It, it, it created consumerization is what it created. And think about this, and, and you'll forgive me, Jay, you know, I mentioned before like attention.tech, uh, but let's just use those for a moment. You've identified a need that here's a company that provides a service. I want to connect it to my agency. Now, let's assume that we did that for you, but it was your idea back to this kind of like gig idea. If you're the creator of that and you decide, well, this is worth a buck and I'm going to charge a, bu a buck every time it's used because you're the creator, you're going to benefit from that. So now how do we create an army of, okay, you're in oh, California. Fuck. How do we make this tech available to the other agents? But you're going to make money because you connected me to that vendor. You you connected me to that superpower. 
and have the rising tide will lift all ships. Like I understand sometimes right. agents don't want to collaborate, but I think we could all no. make each other better uh, by, yeah, oh, that guy did Canopy Connect integration. Let's share it with other agents and they'll share their secrets with me. I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. Michael Labor, thank you very much for taking our time. And I appreciate it. You will be back. I appreciate it. Keep leading out there. And if you need me, um, I'll help connect you with someone and I won't charge you a dollar. Thank you very much, Michael, for your uh, connection, man. Hey, Mitch, that was some good shit. You know what I mean? Dude, I, mean, I had real last. This is my closing document. I asked ChatGPT to create me a picture of App Store and uh, Zapier had a baby, and here it is. <laughs> I had are to you do serious? It. You did that right now? I just did it. I had what, to do it. What did, what did you ask it? So, I so more listeners, if I you if, I said, create me, create me a graphic or a picture that of what a baby or what what a baby would look like if App Store and Zapier had a baby. And here's what it shot out. So here's your chat GPT script of the day. So loyal listeners, if you're watching, if you're listening um, to the recording, you got to go back to the YouTube uh, version and see it. First of all, if you don't know, if you're not watching these, um, Mitch, you are doing a fantastic job, I must say. Okay. And then getting guys, this is why I, this is why I bring Mitch on. You guys just think that like, I have nothing to do. And so I want a cool buddy. No, the son of a bitch is talented. Okay. Well, he's a cool buddy too, but he's, he's so much as talented. Okay. But Mitch, I love how you bring up all these videos and all this stuff like that. And so loyal listeners, if you're listening to this, you've got to watch the, one of these live and you got to at least go watch the recording um, out there on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Oh, sorry. Sorry. did not mean to cuss there. Um, we love CJ over here at V4. What are your thoughts on generative AI affecting the future staffing roles in agencies? That's being asked by Vertifor there over on the YouTube channel. Vertifor, good shout out to you. Big orange. That's right, baby. Um, you know what? I don't know enough about AGI to really say anything other than I know it's AI that then can actually create its own thoughts and its own ideas. And that scares the living shit right out of me. Can you imagine how we would be? I mean, we, we have, we as an industry will not create websites where somebody can go and make their own payment because they'll be like, well, what if it wasn't? <laughs> that's true you know i mean we do all of these little bitty things and maybe at that point in time that's where a, a, a gender agi is actually going to become valuable right where we can actually have those things rather than it being connections and you can't find out which is the right policy number maybe it's those type of things i don't believe um in the doomsdayers i just don't believe in it i think if you look at a lot of oh. eastern cultures if you look at a lot of Eastern cultures, those Eastern cultures actually believe that um, electronics and robots have a soul. They really do believe that. It's in their religion. And that's why whenever they see things like ChatGPT or they think of AI or they think of AGI, uh, AGI over in the Eastern culture, they actually think it's a good thing. But us, raised in the Western culture, raised by Hollywood and the doom and gloom that we seem to be stuck in here in America, we think it's going to end the world, and I don't think it is. I think I AGI either. is going. I think AGI is going to have to be contained. I just think the. I, mean, I just think the fact of. I think the fact of just walking my dog down the street, right, and a robot's just walking right next to me, and I, I realistically, have got no control of that person. I, that robot's probably going to kick my ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like it, absolutely. That's, that's what scares me is the fact of not not being able to control maybe that 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 AI or that robot in a sense. And I think right Which, now, just having this open discussion, Mitch, do what about our dogs though? Right at any time, my dog could just viciously attack me. Right, but we it's but we have true. this trust right now. And I don't, I don't. I'm not saying that's an answer. I'm just thinking out loud right now. I'm thinking like. Ooh, that's a good point. I was watching this thing yesterday and this guy was talking about people who have uh, pet chimpanzees. And he said that what people don't realize about a pet champion, uh, pet chimpanzee is that in a, it's an adult life. It's six times stronger than the strongest human. So think it's this little bitty thing, but if it wanted to, it would snap your neck, you know? And, and, and what the guy was saying is, is this is why people shouldn't have these wild animals because it could do that one time. So, well, I mean, it's just like we, you go out to like Dubai and whatnot. These dudes have these tigers that are just tigers right. out back and is hanging out, you know, like that. Right. There's just weird, there's the trust factor. I mean, it's you're right. You know, we'll evolve to eventually have best friends no. that are sitting here and they don't even have a heart, you know? <laughs> 
That's what's no, scary. I'm with you. I'm with you. But but it is scary. It's absolutely scary. And so Vertifor, the big orange. Good question out there. Good question out there. And I want to let everybody know as we get ready to leave, be sure that to go out there and mark your um, calendars one more time. Be sure to do it that you have done it for Indie Tech 2024. It's going to be going on in Indianapolis, Indiana. And that's where we're going because that is where we are going to be all about what? Independent insurance agents and the technology that powers us to profit. There's no spot in the industry where you can go and find just thoughts, just classes, just technology all in one area. We're going to deliver it to you in the actual customer experience. So you get to know what's what, get to have classes from experts who teach this stuff. It's an all around great time. If you weren't at the first one, you know you want to be at the second one. You know you do because you've talked about all the good things. And we are looking for speakers. If you're looking on the screen That's screen right. right now, you can see that Mitch um, is put up there, want to be a speaker at Indie Tech 2024. We're open. We'll put you on the stage, baby. This is an industry event. This ain't about cast. This ain't about Gibby. This ain't about agency intelligence. This is about independent insurance agents and the technology that powers us to profit. This is all about putting premium on the books. And for us to put premium on the books, we're going to have to scale. For us to have to scale, we're going to have to use technology. So it's your time to get out there and learn how to scale your agency. Visit us and September 24th and 26th there in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. Mitch, you close it up and get us out of here, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you once again, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, looking forward to our next month's one-two combo. I don't know who it's, who we have yet, but I've got an idea of someone that I want to go after, and I'm going to talk to Jason afterward. Yep. But other than that, just keep keep pivoting. Find a way to pivot. Find a way to make a difference. Uh, find a way to create some disruption inside of what you guys are doing now and make a change for the longevity of you and your agencies. For Cass, it's Gib. Always remember, you can make a difference. We'll catch you next time on AI Podcast Live, presented by Agency Intelligence. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.